Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 14, Section 3, Imperial China Collapses, Setting the Stage. In the early 1900s, China was ripe for revolution. China faced years of humiliation at the hands of outsiders. Foreign countries controlled its trade and economic resources. Many Chinese believed that modernization and nationalism held the country's keys for survival. They wanted to build up the army and navy, to construct modern factories, and to reform education. Yet others feared change. They believed that China's greatness lay in its traditional ways. Nationalists overthrow Qing Dynasty Among the groups pushing for modernization and nationalism was the Kuomintang, or the Nationalist Party. Its first great leader was Sun Yitzhen. In 1911, the Revolutionary Alliance, a forerunner of the Kuomintang, succeeded in overthrowing the last emperor of the Qing Dynasty. The king had ruled China since 1644. Shaky start for the New Republic In 1912, Sun became president of the New Republic of China. Sun hoped to establish a modern government based on, quote, three principles of the people, end quote. Number one, nationalism, an end of foreign control. Two, people's rights, democracy. And three, people's livelihood, economic security for all Chinese. Sun Yat-sen considered nationalism vital. He said, quote, The Chinese people do not have national spirit. Therefore, even though we have 400 million people gathered together in one China, in reality, they are just a heap of loose sand. End quote. Despite his lasting influence as a revolutionary leader, Sun lacked the authority and the militant support to secure national unity. Sun turned over the presidency to a powerful general, Wan Shikai, who quickly uh, betrayed the democratic ideals of the revolution. His actions sparked local revolts. After the general died in 1916, civil war broke out. Real authority fell into the hands of provisional warlords or powerful military leaders. They ruled territories as large as their armies could conquer. World War I spells more problems. In 1917, the government in Beijing, hoping for an Allied victory, declared war against Germany. Some leaders mistakenly believed that for China's participation, the thankful allies would return control of Chinese territories that had previously belonged to Germany. However, under the Treaty of Versailles, the Allied leaders gave Japan those territories. When news of the Treaty of Versailles reached China, outrage swept the country. On May 4, 1919, over 3,000 angry students gathered at the center of Beijing. The demonstrators spread to other cities and exploded into a national movement. It was called the May 4th Movement. Workers, shopkeepers, and professionals joined the cause. Though not officially a revolution, these demonstrations showed the Chinese people's commitment to the goal of establishing a strong, modern nation. Sun Yitzhen and members of the Kuomintang also shared the aims of the movement, but they could not strengthen central rule on their own. Many young Chinese intellectuals turned against Sun Yitzhen, uh, his beliefs, in Western democracy uh, in favor of Lenin's brand of Soviet communism. The Communist Party in China In 1921, a group met in Shanghai to organize the Chinese Communist Party. Mao Zedong, an assistant librarian at Beijing University, was among its founders. Later, he would become China's greatest revolutionary leader. 
Mao Zedong had already begun to develop his own brand of communism. Lenin had based his Marxist revolution on his organization in Russia's cities. Mao envisioned a different setting. He believed that he could bring revolution to rural country to the rural country where the peasants could be the true revolutionaries. He argued his point passionately in 1927. Quote, the force of the peasantry is like that of the raging winds and driving rain. It is rapidly increasing in violence. No force can stand in its way. The peasantry will tear apart all nets which bind it and hasten it along the road to liberation. They will bury beneath them all forces of imperialism, militarism, corrupt officialdom, village bosses, and evil gentry. End quote. Lenin befriends China. While the Chinese Communist Party was forming, Sun Yat-sen and his Nationalist Party set up a government in South China. Like the Communists, Sun became disillusioned with the Western democracies that refused to support his struggling government. Sun decided to ally the Kuomintang with the newly formed Communist Party. He hoped to unite all the revolutionary groups for common action. Lenin seized the opportunity to help China's nationalist government. In 1923, he sent military advisors and, equipped, and equipment to the nationalists in return for allowing the Chinese communists to join the Kuomintang. Peasants aligned with the communists. After Sun Yat-sen died in 1925, Zheng Zhezi, formerly called Cheng Kai-shek, headed the Kuomintang. Zheng was the son of a middle-class merchant. Many of Zheng's followers were bankers and business people. Like Zheng, they feared the communist goals of creating a socialist economy modeled after the Soviet Union's. Zheng had promised democracy and political rights to all Chinese, yet his government became steadily less democratic and more corrupt. Most peasants believed that Zheng was doing little to improve their lives. As a result, many peasants threw their support to the Chinese Communist Party. To enlist the support of the peasants, Mao divided the land that the communists won among the local farmers. Nationalists and Communist Clash at first, Zheng put aside his differences with the communists. Together, Zheng's nationalist forces and the communists successfully fought the warlords. Soon after, though, he turned against the communists. In April 1927, nationalist troops and armed gangs moved into Shanghai. They killed many communist leaders and trade union members in the city streets. Similar killings took place in other cities. The nationalists nearly wiped out the Chinese Communist Party. In 1928, Zheng became president of the Nationalist Republic of China. Great Britain and the United States both formally recognized the new government. Because of the slaughter of communists at Shanghai, the Soviet Union did not. Zheng's treachery also had long-term effects. The communists' deeply-seated rage over the massacre erupted in a civil war that would last until 1949. Civil War Rages in China by 1930, nationalists and communists were fighting a bloody civil war. Mao and other communist leaders established themselves in the hills of south-central China. Mao referred to his tactics of taking his revolution to the countryside as, quote, swimming in the peasant sea, end quote. He recruited the peasants to join his Red Army. He then trained them in guerrilla warfare. Nationalists attacked the communists repeatedly, but failed to drive them out. The Long March in 1933, Zheng gathered an army of at least 700,000 men. Zheng's army then surrounded the Communist Mountain Stronghold. Outnumbered, the Communist Party leaders realized that they faced defeat. In a daring move, 
100,000 communist forces fled. They began a hazardous 6,000-mile-long journey called the Long March. Between 1934 and 1935, the communists kept only a step ahead of Zheng's forces. Thousands died from hunger, cold, exposure, and battle wounds. Finally, after a little more than a year, Mao and the seven or 8,000 communist survivors settled in caves in northwestern China. There they gained new followers. Meanwhile, as civil war between nationalists and communists raged, Japan invaded China. Civil War Suspended In 1931, as Chinese fought Chinese, the Japanese watched the power struggles with rising interest. Japanese forces took advantage of China's weakening situation. They invaded Manchuria, an industrialized province in the northeastern part of China. In 1937, the Japanese launched an all-out invasion of China. Massive bombings of villages and cities killed thousands of Chinese. The destruction of farms caused many more to die of starvation. By 1938, Japan held control of a large part of China. The Japanese threat forced an uneasy truce between Zhang and Mao's forces. The civil war gradually grounded to a halt as nationalists and communists temporarily united to fight the Japanese. The National Assembly further agreed to promote the changes outlined in Sun Yat-sen's Three Principles of the People, Nationalism, Democracy, and People's Livelihood. As you will learn in Section 4, similar principles were also serving as a guiding force in India and Southwest Asia.